Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. All right. Well, thank you, Jared, for the opportunity to introduce some of the details here for 8NAP Art. I know uh, I've been privy to what has been going on as you've been thinking about this for a really long time. And, and you know, for folks who are listening either live or in the recording, I mean, Jared's been thinking about this for probably like a year, if not longer. And uh, now it's coming to fruition. So it's super exciting to see. And, uh, you know, I will uh, ask you questions on the details, uh, but I know some stuff won't be able to be shared today, but I will tell everybody listening that uh, it, it's really interesting and it's it's different. Um, it's not like uh, you know, no knock on anybody, but it's not another like open L two platform or anything like that, which are very needed, but it's distinct. Is the point I was going to say there? So um, that's that's a little bit of a tease. Um, wanted to also uh, you know I'll tee up a question for you here, here Jared, and then I will go ahead and uh, pin the link to the uh, raffle the allow list list raffle spot uh, to this Twitter spaces. Uh, this is only going to be live. Uh, sorry, the only people eligible will be those who are listening in live. It's timed. Um, and uh, there will be a password to it that I will tell you as soon as I pin it. But instead of the awkward silence while I go and do that, why don't we kick this off, Jared? I mean, uh, I think that, you know, I would, I think it'd be great to share with folks, you know, kind of like the, the concept of the platform and how you're focused on artist support. I know that's a, a big area of focus. So maybe you kick it off and, and talk about, you know, what, what did you think was missing and uh, what is the artist uh, support concept here? Yeah, to to kind of segue off of it, and first of all, thank you for having me. It's really different to to be in the uh, the other side of of questioning. So, please bear with me because it's still relatively new. I'm used to to hosting, but the the intent here is to be a highly artist focused and support focused um, platform. So, I, there's no intent to compete with Artblocks, FX Hash. Or even you know L two like you talked about prohibition the the those are amazing platforms and I think they have a very solid grasp on the in within the industry uh, and quite frankly I respect the hell out of all of them I, th I think that they're they're amazing platforms what where ATNAP Art intends to pick up is where some of what I believe is is where these platforms leave off is and that's to say uh, i really look at this as an artist accelerator type of platform meaning we're not going to have a ton of drops i'm targeting six drops a year but it's really to provide a lot of professional services that may be absent for other offerings or in the in in the space currently that's kind of the the niche in the void that i have targeted and what that means is to take a step back I'm, you know, on the, the later half, uh, you know, if there's a bell curve of life, statistically, I'm on the, the, the other side, right? So I've had the luxury of being able to, to grow businesses and, and work alongside some really amazing people. And in the process, I've had access to things like executive coaching, uh, great marketing teams and things of that nature. So my concept was, 
what if we brought this level of services to the to the artists and really helped them craft uh, I'll call it an approach that's authentic to themselves, but also give them access to to resources that either may or may not have been top of mind for them, and really to give them the tools necessary to to take their careers to what I believe is is the next level, whatever that means to them, and then creating an environment where not only the artists are supported, but really leaning into community. Uh, I've had the pleasure of being a part of some really amazing communities in Web3, um, you know, albeit Grailers, Proof, you know, I see a lot of people on here from from all of the different communities, and I, and I love that. And, uh, you know, I really want to create a, a community in which um, artists and collectors can create more more touch points so i'll I'll take a a brief stop off there but it's really from an artist perspective finding ways to to help facilitate their own personal growth and provide them with resources that i believe can can do it and individualizing a lot of the, the the those services so having like a basket of services think of it as like a tool belt right like there's gonna be a lot of tools in there and they, they will be at the artist's disposal to, to help their growth, however they see fit. That's awesome. And I think that it's really wonderful to hear you identifying problems that artists have had that, I mean, frankly, artists have spoken to you and I both about and probably other folks here in the crowd listening or listening later. Uh, and I obviously love the idea of community and really leaning into that. I mean, I think that's one of the superpowers of Web3, if not the superpower of Web3. Uh, you forgot to mention the Collector's Corner community, but that's okay. We'll, uh, we'll let that one slide. <laughs> Low hanging fruit, that uh, was missed. My bad. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Obviously, I'm joking. Um, you know, a question for you, Jared. Uh, you know, you're mentioning that there are some of these services that you want to bring to support artists. I just uh, alluded to the fact that we've heard of issues that artists have. Are you able to um, reveal any of these that you have in mind that are things that you've heard that artists could, you know, could expect to to get from Eightnap Art? Yeah. So there, there's two services in particular that I'll. I'll tease out um, three possibly, but the first is I, I mentioned earlier is executive coaching. So I have an executive coach lined up who is overly qualified and, and arguably one of the smartest people I've ever met. They they have three masters and a PhD uh, in psychology, and the PhD was their. Um, their final paper was done about authenticity. And I think that that's something that could really be leaned into for this space. You know, a lot of artists, some are more extroverted, others are more introverted, but giving them the power and the confidence to, to be able to approach the space, I'll just generally say the space, in, in a more authentic fashion or a fashion that's authentic to themselves is very important. And And again, I've one of the things that's helped me accelerate my professional career was having coaches. To me, it's no different than if you're having a problem with your weight and you go to a nutritionist or you go to a, you know, a personal trainer. It's seeking out the people who have a skill set that can complement you. And, and uh, in this particular instance, I think that 
an executive coach with a specialty in authentic uh, authenticity is, is will have a deep resonance. The other part of it is there's obviously going to be so part two would be there's obviously a marketing team that will be behind the platform, but in addition to that, I'm the platform will sponsor uh, a personal marketing individual to supplement the and kind of like onboard and ramp up the artists. And my vision is in this world where the coach is helping them with authenticity uh, and there's marketing that can help them with how to, to showcase that there's a really good synergy where, where artists will be able to maybe be a little bit more external in, in ways that are more meaningful. And, and my hope is then that the community leans into that authenticity and sees that like this is the real person behind the art uh, and, and is able to, to connect with, with the art and artists in a, in a deeper and more meaningful level. That's awesome. Yeah, I really, really love the idea of coaching. You know, we, Wimbledon just finished and even the top players in the world, the top anything in the world uh, typically have coaches. When I was working in management consulting, uh, I was at an entry level and uh, had a mentor of mine who what, used to be a management consultant and was an executive at some company and had a, an executive coach. It struck me that a lot of people probably could use an executive coach. Like you don't need to be making a million dollars a year for that, um, nor do the coaches cost that much. So I think it's a really smart idea for anyone to have who can afford it. Um, it you know, a lot of people kind of use their therapist as a coach, <laughs> but I think uh, having one that's a little bit more focused on your career makes a ton of sense, especially for these artists that you are going to put through a, an accelerator, right? And support them. And that, that makes a lot of sense. And, your point about marketing and authenticity is well taken as well. That, you know, it's something you and I have talked about a lot is that an um, artist, we've noticed that artists who tend to do well um, tend to be just a little bit more available, right? But not everybody wants to be available. Some people are really shy. Some people are not at tech savvy, whatever. Um, but we as collectors pick up on who's being authentic, even in their shyness, uh, as an example here. So um, I think that's, Fantastic, and it dovetails pretty well into the uh, the community aspect that you were mentioning as well. Kind of helping artists uh, with the I don't know if it's building a community, but I was, I was just wondering if you could speak to to that element as well. Yeah, that, that's perfect because that's where I was thinking of going next. Is you know, to me, I've, I've seen a lot of uh, communities rally around different artists for for different reasons and. I, my core thesis there is it's really when people relate to the art and the, the person behind the art. I mean, we can, we can go down a list of successful artists and, and, and all of them have done it differently, but that connection to the collectors, I think, is essential for the, the advancement of their art uh, and the collecting. And I think that what I want to do is, or I envision is creating and look, we, I joked, you know, kind of leading into this spaces about, you know, only meeting you uh, twice IRL, but those were two meaningful engagements. And, and I, I'll never forget, like when we first met in El Paso uh, on our three hour drive to, to, to Marfa last year, and it, it was invigorating in a different sense. And I think that when you're able to create these environments where you're communicating and connecting with artists, uh, it's a very powerful part of of the collecting process, and I think that if anything, it it helps 
solidify a conviction uh, in the collecting, but also the conviction in the space. And my my goal is to create a different a variety of different IRL engagements for uh, for the community. And when I say community, I probably should shed some light on this. There will be uh, a pass component to eight nap art. There's going to be 200 of them. We can get into the, the details on that, but I really want to not only create connection opportunities for the greater community, but as a pass holder to be able to create some very memorable and special, um, I'll call it community connection points and, and having, uh, you know, a sense of pride in, in being a pass holder. But more than that, that pride stems from, you know, access to, to artists and, and other collectors uh, in the mix. Awesome. Well, since you mentioned the past, let's talk a little bit about that. But before getting into that, I pinned a tweet to the top of this spaces. I, it's not showing up for me for some reason. I'm not sure if it is for you all, but um, we have a Heyman link. And if you click on the link, uh, you, you have to follow us and Jared, uh, but no, no retweeting or anything like that necessary. Um, and uh, the password to enter is 8NAP, 8-N-A-P, all lowercase. Oh, the number 8 and then lowercase NAP. So that's the password to enter. And let's talk about the allow list, uh, the mint pass. What, what can you tell us? Can you tell us how many there are going to be that determined? What's, what's the yes, deal? there's going to be 220 passes, 20 of which are reserved for a treasury and I'll shed some light into what that actually means. And then 200 for, uh, for public consumption. The, the first round on eight, eight, and yes, the, it was deliberate to have eight, eight, uh, to be on brand. We, the first round of minting, uh, based on some seeding, the different opportunities into communities and reaching out to collectors, doing things like this, uh, will determine the final amount. And then, the release mechanism for the final, I'll call it 50, will be TBD, you know, in the coming months. But I'm targeting having the first art release uh, and project in October. So the, the pass will guarantee a mint uh, for all projects. The mint pass will be good through 2024, and I anticipate somewhere between six and eight releases there. Um, and the, the intent of it is... We're going to bring top tier artists to the platform uh, and the intent here is to, to be that accelerator. So I want to provide sufficient time between drops for marketing, community outreach, connectivity, and really previews and feedback on, on the actual art. I mean, heaven forbid we actually give you know sufficient time for connectivity to the art. So th that's really the intent. Um, and then... Uh, the past, so the past will guarantee it, uh, a mint. The remaining will be public. There's a drop dynamic that I'm working on that is not public. That's one of the one things that's um, not, uh, I'll call it public yet. But what we intend to do is there's going to be like a, a resting public price. And as a pass holder, you will be able to mint below that. So for example, if the public resting price is one ETH, again, just purely hypothetical example, uh, then the pass holders would be able to mint at half an ETH. So again, not promising financial returns. I don't want the SEC coming after me, but we 
we definitely hope to bring value in a, in a multitude of different forms, uh, some of them being uh, as a pass holder, one of them largely being you know the discounted rates, and then the other is like access, accessibility, and the IRL events. So the, the allow list that um, you know Astom just published will be for one of those spots. Uh, and the, the pass will have a, an approximate cost. So I'm thinking in the one-eighth-ish area at this moment. So if that's of interest, you know, please enter the raffle. We'd love to, to secure a spot for you. And the goal is at the end of the mint pass duration, holding a mint pass will give you access to the next season. So there's going to be different seasons, one through as long as this, uh, this can go on. So my intent is one through 24 plus. Uh, but then the the pass, as you mint the next seasons, will burn into a uh, a piece of art. So I'm working on getting a uh, you know a, I'll call it a a large artist who does work uh, very premier artwork, uh, and then essentially you'll have a one of two hundred edition for for this art. And then we're working on a, a theme behind all of them. So as you collect the the different passes and burn them there there's going to be a, a global theme that i think is very intriguing in addition to all the individual pieces so it's a lot of talking uh asked him is there any because you know this just as well as just about anybody else any points that i should double tap on yeah uh on august 8th how many passes will be sold 150 of the 200 okay awesome awesome and, you know, uh, what can you tell us about the artists who, artists, artists who uh, are going to be releasing this year? So I'd say we have um, two commitments that are firmed up and one that is a, I'll, I'll call it a, a soft commitment, but the intent is to move forward. And they're, they're artists that would all be recognized. Um, I'm keeping them close to the chest for the time being for a multitude of reasons, uh, primarily out of respect for the artists and their wishes at this time. But the first artist uh, is somebody whose FX hash project, you know, has about a 1500 test for the second artist is somebody whose name is widely recognizable, has an art blocks curated project whose floor, you know, ranges in that three to four ETH, and the you know the 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 soft commitment is somebody who is an amazing amazing artist, and I would say they're the top performing artist on um, a third platform. Uh, somebody I'm very very excited about. I'm excited about all three, but uh, you know to be able to they they don't release art very frequently, so to be able to have an opportunity to showcase their art would be very very amazing. It would be truly one of the the greatest honors. Um, that we'd be able to, to showcase. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, I think one thing that I liked about this is artists are often justifiably sensitive about the amount of supply that they put out into the market. Sounds like this will be, um, if I'm understanding this correctly, will it be like 200 pieces, uh, max for, or, or to exactly 200 pieces for all, for each of these releases. Well, there'll be 200 that go to the, the pass holders, and then there'll be a public period. So the overall, it, it's long-form generative, so the overall collection size would probably range in that 600,000 piece. So there'll be a public component of it, but the mint passes, 
and get a little bit of advantage on the mint price and you're guaranteed to mint. So you don't have to worry about gas wars or, uh, you know, trying to catch a falling knife in, in that Dutch auction mechanism or, or whatever it ends up being. The, the intent is to, to provide access early on. And I kind of skimmed over the other 20 passes. Um, for, to supplement the artist support component, I, I referenced 20 of them being treasury pieces. The, the goal here is to allocate five of them to permanent collections within museums. So to hold back and find the right place for the digital art to reside for a long, long time. Five pieces are allocated towards a gallery, you know, meaning we're going to work with some galleries to get the, the pieces presented uh, in real life. So that way there can be a, a, a gallery component to that and working on some partnerships there. And then the final 10 will be a true treasury pieces, but those will be lent out to different museums and exhibits in order to, to showcase the art. And the intent here is to have, you know, as the, the seasons go on, a very deep set of digital collectibles that can then, you know, onboard more of the people outside of our space, but really create these exhibits where the, the connectivity to the art can be showcased uh, and, and have more of a public attention and be on a rotating nature based on, you know, stuff that's going on in not only in today's time, you know, whether albeit, you know, Art Basel or whatever, but also in, a, you know, whatever future needs that we haven't figured out yet. That's awesome. I, I actually didn't know all the details about where those 20 pieces would go. And I think, you know, you and I have spoken about how we want to get these artists represented in museums and uh, increasingly it seems like that's going to be the case with the recent news about Le Monde 2D and uh, I can never say it right, Pompidou, the, the French art museum. And I think that with you advocating, that's something that would also accelerate to, to help those artists and, and everyone in the space. You mentioned uh, a little bit earlier that there's going to be a theme with the releases. Does that mean that all of the six to eight releases with this pass will have a theme that they center around? Or what are you envisioning with that uh, to the extent you're able to share? Sorry, a theme on the, the, the burned mint pass for a piece of art. So every series, so mint pass, an eight nap art mint pass will have a specified duration. And at the end of it, you get to burn it for a, a premier piece. So I'm talking with an artist about basically creating a, a series that at the end of each season would be a, a new piece or a new edition, so to speak. But collectively, each of those um, editions would have a theme amongst them. Got it. Got it. I misunderstood it. Thank you for clarifying that. And, you know, I'm curious, Jared. So most platforms they try to release more work because that's that's kind of the model you are purposely restricting the number of artists that you'll have to really quite a low number per year um why are you deciding to do it this way one quality over quantity and and by that it's no disrespect to anybody else um I just believe in giving artists sufficient time to fine tune 
their 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 algorithm. I don't want to to force something to market before it should be. So you know, I'm getting commitments for 2024 right now with a very open ended uh, commitment. So you know, that's at the minimum six to eight months of of uh, algorithm work. And in order to, in my opinion, properly service the artists, it requires sufficient time to provide them with the services. I don't, I don't want it to be transactional. I don't want to hand a PDF over to them and say, this is how you market work. I really want to work with the artists on a very personal level to, to give them those support services. But more than that, it, I want to give sufficient time for the project to have its time in the, in the spotlight that's necessary for uh, proper, in my opinion, again, I'm high, heavily biased here, but to give sufficient time for, for marketing, uh, you know, previewing the artwork, seeding it out to the community, doing some Q&A or AMAs, and, and really allowing for the art to have uh, a deeper resonance with, you know, all of those in the, the collectorship. And I think that that just requires time. And so rather than jamming things through, you know, the throughput, uh, my intent is to to create the space that I believe is necessary for those connections. No, that that's awesome. And I think it's very much starting with a problem that exists in the space right now and uh, working backwards to a solution rather than just trying to, you know, create just another platform. And I don't mean it uh, in a negative way, but um, we've, we've had a lot of platforms come out recently. So it's refreshing to hear a different approach that doesn't, you know, for lack of a better term, uh, rely on creating a lot more supply in the market. And which, by the way, I don't fault anybody for doing that. It's, uh, it's necessary uh, for their business models. But I do think that it is the uh, end result when, when we've, well, I don't know, I think we've probably had 10 new platforms launch in the last six months or something along those lines. Yeah. So it's a refreshing you, difference. You hit on, I mean, the to me... Right now, there's some transactional nature to this. My goal is to to at least reduce the amount of transactional nature, at least in the in what I can control, and, the, and what I can control is the platform that I choose to support and put out, and really find a way to over-index what I believe we're all here for, and that's the art and the artists, right? Like, why not uh, support the people that we all rally around, anyways, and over-index that support towards the advancement of the space overall. Yeah, 100%. And speaking of the artists, you and I have not actually talked about this before, so feel free to punt on this question. But, like, you know, what do you envision that an artist will be like after going through the program, so to speak, right? You call it an accelerator of sorts. We're talking about picking up different skills, marketing, community, et cetera. Like, to the artists listening out there, what will be different for them uh, if, you know, 8NAP art goes exactly how you want it to? My vision is to give them uh, some skills that they can implement or choose not to implement, or at least have some tools that can implement in different scenarios that allow them for greater advancement of their own career, however that, whatever that looks like to them. I also strive to create that IRL connectivity. So to me, I think it's very meaningful when artists connect 
with their artists. So whether it's, I mean, you, you and I have some artists that like reach out to us for, you know, some feedback and data points and, Hey, would you do this? Or would you do that? I want to create uh, an environment where there's not just the, the platform, but a network, you know, a network of professionals and a network of collectors and resources for artists to, you know, when they have questions and, um, and, and different strategy approaches to be able to bounce them off of, I'll call it individuals that they know and respect. And it's not just a, a Twitter uh, poll or anything of that nature, but rather, you know, they're able to get meaningful feedback. And, and uh, to summarize, essentially what I'm looking to provide them is going back to that tool belt analogy. They'll have a bunch of tools in their tool belt and they will hopefully add some tools to that tool belt and be able to, uh, you know, lean into them when, when they need it or when the, when the opportunity presents itself. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's fantastic. And I, what I hope for here and, uh, to the extent that collector's corner is involved with any of this, which, uh, full disclosure, there's nothing planned at the moment. Um, but I think with web three, one, you know, we're talking about decentralization, which means cutting out some of the the middlemen that are often extractive in these processes. And I know that not all artists want to grab the reins and, you know, necessarily create their own discord and be in there all day. Uh, but I think some artists might want to know what they could try and how they could really lean into it. And, you know, the same applies from a marketing standpoint, the same applies from, I'm sure, a coaching standpoint and all sorts of other things that, that come up. Um, and I think that the beauty of Web3 is you, you can do it yourself if you want to, but the playbook, the infrastructure, the you know, how to actually do that hasn't really been elucidated yet. And I think that what you're doing here is a big step towards really empowering artists to, to take the reins as well as supporting them in ways that uh, go, you know, that, that you probably just can't do if you have an artist releasing on your platform twice a week or you know, even twice a month or, or whatever. It's just not enough bandwidth. So I really like uh, that you're going deep here rather than broad. And, uh, you know, for some of the new folks who joined... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Jared. No, the, the one final point on that is, you know, as I execute and prove out this thesis, my vision for the platform is that it will be a place where artists go to release their, what I would call, legacy or premier projects, Right. I, you know, I look at it as a, a place not only they get supported, but with the drop mechanism, there's additional incentives uh, in which, you know, they they want to to utilize this platform as a, a place to launch these projects, and because of not only some of the parameters, but you know, one of it is letting the the algorithm percolate sufficiently, uh, and spend the time fine tuning it as they see fit. I mean, I really had an aha moment when you and I interviewed Snowfro, right? And he mentioned that this the squiggle that we all know and love, and I'm obsessed with, was you know a two and a half to three year project of fine tuning. And I think the even word he used was happy accidents along the way. You know, I I, I really do envision a, a an environment where the platform can facilitate sufficient time to allow for those happy accidents and refined algorithms to, to launch. That's that's one of my personal visions. Yeah, it, it's a great point. And I know the Dmitry Cherniak had a tweet that was shared amongst discords, a bunch of folks here probably saw it, but he 
was talking about how a lot of these artists, their their quote unquote first release in the Web3 world as NFTs was something that they've been working on for years. So there's a question of, well, how come all the old stuff is, is more popular or better art? Uh, and he postulated in some situations, it's because they just had more time to work on those algorithms. And so I agree. I think that's a fantastic thing that will benefit everybody, right? Us as collectors, the ecosystem, the artists themselves. So giving them that space and, and taking away that's wonderful. Um, and for some of the new folks in here, uh, we, uh, Jared is giving away one of uh, 150 allow list spots to folks listening on this Twitter spaces. There is a link in the tweet that is pinned above to Haymint, uh, and the password there is 8NAP, the number 8, N-A-P, all lowercase. So uh, just wanted to throw that out there because I had a, a few more folks hopping on here. And uh, Jared, just anything else that you want to mention before we open it up for questions from the audience? The the point, I, or what I'll open it up to is almost open it up to everybody else's uh, you know, even if a question doesn't pop into mind now, um, my DMs are open. I'm very passionate about the space. I'm very passionate about this project. You know, as P or Astum talked about, you know, it's been top of mind for the better part of a year. Uh, I've really been building in the background over the last six months. Uh, and, you know, I'm so I'm open to any questions. If you have anything that comes up, please feel free to reach out to me via Twitter um, Discord, I, I really do want to be accessible and I want this to, to percolate with, with people. The other thing I think is important is this is all self-funded at this point. So I'm not going to be beholden to any investors or any other uh, strings that may be pulling others in, in this direction. I bootstrapped it and definitely intend to over-index the the support services because at the end of the day that's that's what i believe is so is necessary at my core and uh you know i'm not saying that there's not a financial play for it but you know i don't intend to take a salary for a, a period of time because my commitment is funneling it all back into the into the platform to ensure that a it's sustainable and b the artists are getting the, the support that they promised uh, you know to me i look at this as a, a legacy project and I'm going to, you know, act accordingly. And for any of those who aren't necessarily familiar, um, 8NAP, while a, a very funny um, acronym, is, you know, it does have some meaning behind it. With the N standing for noble, you know, I want to take a very noble approach to the space. A is for abundance, meaning I want to create an abundance of opportunity. And then P being prosperity. I want to create prosperity for all of those who decide to participate in this ecosystem that uh, not only for the greater ecosystem, but specifically the eight nap one. So it's at its core. It's something I, you know, embody and I've leaned into uh, every single day. So those are kind of my core values in approaching this stuff. So it's not for the faint of heart. It's not uh, a fly by night or cash grab thing. I mean, this is truly uh, a legacy adventure for me. I love it. I love it. Um, so anyone in the audience, uh, please feel free to raise your hand, come up, uh, ask Jared any questions. I will kick it off while we're waiting to see if anyone has questions for you. Um, what, what kind of, uh, 
are, are you you mentioned these in real life events um, will there be a discord and all that kind of thing for pass holders uh, what what are you envisioning in terms of the the community that are the holders of the eight nap mint pass yeah so for the the yes there will be a discord not that we need another discord uh, and I plan on having it token gated in three different tiers one community everybody's welcome to uh get narrows down a little bit if you hold a piece from an artist or from the collect not from the artist but from the one of the eight nap art collections then there's another level and then there'd be the the most restricted area which would be for the 200 pass holders so uh, and then i think that that's that to me is mirrored off of different levels of access and, and conversation that I've seen in other communities. And the intent there is to uh, cast a wide enough net to be inclusive, but also provide that level of like exclusivity and community for, for different, different tiers. So yes, it's there. There's not a discord at this time. Uh, my website is probably, you know, three to five days from being published. So once that's up and running, a discord will shortly follow. Wonderful. Uh, please go ahead, Tom. My, my dog is also freaking out. <laughs> What's up, guys? Hope you're having a great day. Um, and 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 Jay Paz, this is fantastic. I, I just love the, you know, the differentiation from the Web two gallerist model. You know, I've, I've read some pretty uh, some pretty um, dark comments about about how they try to create, um, you know, servitude from their artists. So I think this is one of the best ways we we in this space can can really differentiate and show the different model of, of actually bringing artists as business partners and people that you care about and, and that you want to see succeed. So I, I just, I just love this concept. Um, question though, like, and I think the IRL component is really interesting too. Um, so to that end, like, and I know you've been watching this closely, what do you think the station three drop and the success it's has is it's had says about, you know, the potential for your platform and, and, and where it's going? Great question. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say, it's like uh, I was going to make like a Station 4 joke or Station 8 or something like that. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> station 8 for sure. Uh, I So what it, to me, as an observer of Station 3, I think it's an amazing that there's a hub for developers within and creators in Web3 and at no cost. I think that especially for the New York area, which can be expensive or, you know, you know, having a, a place to call home can cut into to revenues and, and things. I think that that's an amazing thing. I think the thing that was most, um, I'll call it empowering to me was that how the community rallied around something that was well-intentioned for, uh, for, for the, for the industry and for the community. I, I really, really, you know, Bob's been pouring a, a lot of, you know, his own personal assets into to raffles and awareness. And, and I think that that's a very selfless thing. And you saw, I don't know how many unique pass holders are there are, but let's just say 800 plus pass holders show up, spend their 0.88 ETH because they believed in the vision that Bob was putting out there and the opportunity he was creating uh, to grow. And just that little advantage that maybe, I look at it as like, no one thing is going to be the 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 silver bullet per se to somebody's success. But if just that one little thing of like not having to pay rent on a space 
is the tipping point to allow them to embark on something else. That's what's intriguing to me. So I think it's a very noble cause, uh, what Bob has done. And what was even more empowering is just the power of community to support a great cause. So I don't know if that addresses your question, Toth, but you know, for me, it, it shows the power of community and the power of really a, a, a selfless deed oriented towards the space. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I, I think the other part too is just the, 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 the desire for IRL. I think that's, that's a huge component. And I think, if, I think projects that maximize that are going to have a lot of success moving forward. Yeah, and, and we, I t- kind of touched on it, but the IRL component to me is uh, it's tiered in a number of different fashions, meaning as a pass holder, I'm going to do some like super exclusive events, like you know, one of you could be one of 20 people, uh, you know, with like a more intimate setting with the artist versus more of a public thing, uh, you know, doing stuff like a you know, complimentary to Art Basel or NFT NYC. So, you know, I, I really, with, without giving away everything and the full game plan, the intent here is to to have meaningful engagements with, with artists because I agree with you. I think, you know, one of the most, I mean, I, I will still say this. And from, from my little soapbox, the best event in generative art is Marfa. For those of you who can create the space to make the trip, it is by far one of the most amazing experiences. And it was very transformative for me personally, because not only you get to connect with you, like you don't end up in Marfa on accident. You're there with intention. And then in order to, to be there, you're now centered around you know, hundreds of people who have the same passion about generative art. That was an inspiration to me in creating, I don't want to create my own Marfa. I don't want to create a station three. That's not what I'm saying. But creating uh, those moments where you feel connectivity is very important to me. And it's something that at my core and ethos. Um, and just, I mean, for, for reference, you know, my executive coach had me do something called a Gallup Strengths Finder. And one of my strengths is something called Relator. So, it's natural for me to want to, and the relator is to want to have meaningful relationships. So it's something like at my core, that's an ethos. And, and because it has such a deep resonance with me, I want to stoke those situations where you can, you as a pass holder or as a collector can have that same level of engagement and relatability and deep, meaningful connections. That's awesome. And, you know, just to, piggyback on that i think that this is a to your point this is something that is really useful for the space really useful for these artists and i think it's like very complementary to station three in the sense that you know station three is providing one critical service to you know workspace which i shouldn't say one but it's a critical service um, to folks who are in web3 including artists and what you're trying to do here is to go deep with fewer folks. And I think in that way, you're solving a, a different problem in the space. And I think that so many of us here that love this space, this industry, we want to see it grow. So anyone who's solving a problem there is someone that we can get behind and rally behind. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's great. And it was really encouraging to see the, you know, so many people buy the Station 3 Pass without really an intent for getting the financial return, right? And, and ironically, it has now gone up in value because of that. But it goes to show you the the way people in the crowd really feel about 
uh, this Web3 art industry at the moment. So I totally agree. Anybody else have any questions for Jared? Any details about 8NAP art? And it's perfectly cool. I understand. I do it all the time. I hop on spaces while working or multitasking. So again, I, I will reiterate if, if there are no other questions, please feel free to, to DM me as they, they pop into your head because um, you know I think it's important. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts here, uh, not just in the, the community support, but the, the artist support, super high aspirations. But, you know, I also think that these are the, the pieces and components that are, are necessary for our space to, to grow and, and, and find the conviction. 100%. And I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give people two more minutes to ask a question and ask you one, Jared. Um, given, like, what, what is a, a really fun idea that you've had for one of these IRL meetups? Uh, you know, I know you live on the western side of the U.S. Like, we're we're gonna go meet in Park City, or uh, have you thought about something like that? Won't hold you to it, but I'm yeah, curious. It's it's something I've thought extensively about, and I'm actually slightly obsessive over. Um, so there's there's two components. One are gonna be just or three really events, just because. Number two would be events for artists specific to their job, and then. Three would be events that are complementary, uh, you know. And again, I'm stealing from a lot of different, I'll call it experiences I've had. And, and one of the experiences from NFT NYC that I really, really enjoyed most was actually the Collectors Corner meetup. And I think that, you know, it, I'd love to be in these adjacent communities or like adjacent events, and you know, have an open bar for uh, for a you know an hour or two and just bring in amazing collectors and artists and, and have that environment where we can commingle and 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 talk openly you know a lot of people don't realize but there's some really great artists i won't name drop at that collector's corner meetup and you know there's like a really amazing opportunity to to connect with them so so that's top of mind um and then the 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 second thing that comes to to mind and it's not this exactly but i will i kind of flirted with it earlier but you know, maybe have a, a 20 person event open to, to pass holders and the artist, and maybe it's wine tasting or, or something meaningful to the artist where you're able to, uh, you know, connect with the artist on a, a, a smaller event, but also do it. And not everything has to be circled around uh, booze, which seems to be the common theme for these two examples, but, you know, being able to like really connect and, and maybe the artist is, is passionate about wine and you can talk about their favorite wines or why they, they, they chose to drink you know, French or Napa or whatever wines and, and really seeing a different side to things. That I think, you know, in on Twitter, it, it's hard to connect to. So, yeah, creating these these more intimate events where the artists become oddly accessible and, and humanized in a way that uh, at least I haven't had access to, but you know, granting access to, to others. So that's kind of like the, the overall vision is, is having uh, to be able to scale the different levels of engagement. I love it. I love it. And I hear you on the booze related stuff. You know, maybe maybe when we get to uh, season five of eight nap art and it's a booming success, the, the season one pass holders can do some uh, go on an ayahuasca trip with an artist or something. Really, really get a connection built down there. 
<laughs> but the jokes aside, I'm, no, I'm dying on mute over here. That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, jokes aside, I think that's that's awesome that you know you're planning on so many different levels. Uh, and uh, Yang, I see you have a question here. Please go ahead. Shows us connecting on my side. Oh, there you are. Go ahead, Yang. Hey there, Jared. Um, just wanted to say I tried pinging you a couple of days ago, actually about the fund, and you had your DM set to blue checks only. So uh, I think there's a, I think they phased that in recently. Son of a gun. Yeah, but uh, just wanted to let you know. I uh, love the space. So thanks for all this. That is really good feedback because they must have changed that setting. So I will go back and do it right now. And please feel free to get, give me 15 minutes after the spaces concludes and. Hopefully by then my little monkey brain will be able to have figured out how to open up DMs. Yeah, yeah, they did update that. Thanks, Yang, for mentioning that. It reminds me that I need to do the same. All right, well, if there are not any other questions or comments, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And for a couple of folks who joined late, we have a raffle for an Alila spot for 8NAP Art. There's 150 of these going on sale on the 8th of August. The password for the link that is pinned in the tweet is 8NAP, the number eight, and then N-A-P, all lowercase. That'll get you on the allow list spot. We'll run the raffle um, early next week. I'll send a video out with that. And uh, yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in and thank you everybody who's listening later for tuning in as well. We really appreciate you. Jared and I are both very excited for this. Um, I'm excited to see what it is. He has all these master plans in the background. I'm sure it'll be really satisfying to see it come to fruition. So, yeah, and, and a sincere thank you for everybody for listening in, both current and and in the recording. Thank you, Aston, for for hosting this and facilitating it. Please uh, follow. Um, there will be a series of announcements coming out. I'll start leaking out a lot of official announcements pertaining to. Uh, to artists and commitments and hopefully even advisors. I've already got a, a couple great advisors to the platform that I'm super, super stoked uh, to start leaking out some of the information, but really, really amazing things ahead. And, and I'm really excited. I, I seriously can't wait to share more. Awesome. Well, we can't wait to hear it. Thanks again, Jared. Thanks again, everybody. And uh, we will, we will keep our ears to the ground and look forward to eight, eight. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.